Today we're going to be continuing our series that leads us into Christmas, uh, our, our Advent series as we're also calling it. Advent, of course, is waiting, and it's our time waiting. And so this is where we wait as we get to Christmas, but we're waiting for more than just Christmas. If you were with us last week, or if you were online or got to listen to it, we're, we're waiting for Jesus' return in addition to waiting for Christmas where we celebrate the first time Jesus came. So our series called The Lord is With You comes from what Gabriel says to Mary. He says, blessed are you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Last week we talked about hope. Today we're going to be talking about peace. Kyler will lead us in joy the next week, and then Stan will lead us in love the final week. So peace, it says, valleys lifted up, hills made low. What does that have to do with peace? Well, let's get into it. What is peace, first off? Common definition of peace, absence of war. If you watch the Bible Project video that's for today, for this week, on peace, it's going to talk to you about this definition a little bit more. And this is, this is common, right? That we're at peace or we're at war, right? Nationally, we understand that. We've heard that before. We're always at war, it seems like. I saw a thing that marked this country and said there's been seven years that this country's existed where there hasn't been some war declared somewhere on something. So we don't really understand peace much, do we? We don't really understand peace much if that's the common definition. But it's more than that, right? Because if you ever had someone who you'd been fighting with, but you just decided to cut them out of your life, did it bring you peace with them? But you weren't fighting, but you weren't doing anything. That wasn't much of, much of anything. You see, peace in the Bible is the word shalom. Shalom. And shalom means wholeness or completeness. This kind of peace is not just the absence of fighting, but it's the presence of all the pieces that need to be there being there. It's like the idea of a brick or a stone that has no crack. It is complete. There's nothing wrong with it. So the peace that God is talking about, the peace we want to talk about this week, the peace that we are seeking is not just an absence of bad things happening, or an absence of fighting, or an absence of whatever. It is the presence of something that is transforming us, transforming our world into wholeness and completeness, and the way that we were intended to be from the very beginning. So where are we going to go to talk about this? Well, let's go to Mark chapter 1. We're going to be in Mark mostly today. We're going to hit some other passages as well in Isaiah, Psalms, and Second Peter. We're going to camp out for a little bit, at least, in Mark chapter 1. Oh, of course. I forget what my slides are sometimes. Last week we talked about this. We already said we don't know a piece as much, but, but here's our list, right? We're in the middle of a pandemic. These are our P's. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We've got all the politics going on. Are there peace there? Not even a little bit. We've got personal challenges and hardships going on. Anybody here struggling with anything? Yeah. Yeah, we all got something going on. And in the midst of all this, we're struggling to persevere. We're struggling to keep on doing what Jesus asked us to. Pandemics, politics, personal, and in the midst, can we persevere? Do we need some peace? Do you feel that tension? Do you feel that incompleteness that's going on? We need something more. Mark chapter 1 says, This is the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. Man, that's a good start already. What's that already telling us? Good news. Do we like good news? Good news. That means if you ever hear someone talking to you about Jesus and it's not good news, is it the gospel? Not, because gospel means good news. Second, Jesus, the Messiah. What's Messiah mean? Anointed one. Who's the anointed one? King. King's the anointed one. Jesus, the king. 
All right, Jesus the King. Christ and Messiah. Christ is Greek, Messiah is Hebrew. Jesus the Messiah, the who? The Son of God. Do you get that title? Son of God, usually when people are talking about you? No, I mean, there's, there's part of that now that we have been adopted into God's family. But from our birth, did we get Son of God? No, this is a special thing for Jesus. Do we expect big things for Jesus? Good news. The King, the Son of God. Ooh, man. Something's coming. Something's coming. It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written. Look, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. He has a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. All right, so peace is coming by clearing the road. We're missing something still. There's something else going on here than just clearing the road. Why is Mark using this passage from Isaiah? Well, let's take a look at the passage in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 5. Isaiah says, comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. Is that a good start for people who need peace? Comfort. Where have the people been? Isaiah takes place over a long period of time. It starts off before the people go into exile in Assyria, that's the northern kingdom of Israel, and it ends when the people have come back from exile in Babylon. You remember talking about exile in Babylon? Do the people need comfort because they were exiled? Yeah. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned. And there's some good news. Yes, the Lord has punished her twice over for all her sins. You ever feel like you've been punished twice over for your sins? There's good news. At this cross, your sins are forgiven. Amen. Listen. It's the voice of someone shouting, Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys, level the mountains and hills, straighten the curves, and smooth out the rough places. What's this talking about? God. That's right, Sebastian. What else is this talking about? It's talking about God's coming. God's coming. And so what do we want to do? When you've got a mountain... Is it easy to see what's going on on the other side of it? If there's something down in a valley, is it easy to see what's going on from where you're at? So what are we doing? We're getting the roads leveled. We're taking the curvy, windy ways where you can't see what's coming. We're making them straight. Why do we want things straight and visible? It's easier because we want to see what's coming. Because something good is coming. So we're preparing the way for what? Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. This is our Bible verse. That's right. Your family's been doing this Bible verse. That's a wonderful thing. This is a great verse to know at this time, because we want to be preparing for God's coming, right? And so this verse that they were quoting in the book of Mark, this is what it's got in mind, right? We're preparing the way for God's coming. The glory of the Lord will be revealed. Let's read a little more from that passage in verse 10. It says, yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. That's good, right? We need a God with power. He will rule with a powerful arm. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. Are there things that are broken in this world that need something powerful to fix them? Absolutely, there are. And that's the kind of God we need. Verse 11, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms. 
holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. What do we hear? We've got our powerful arm that can make things right. But what else do we have? Our shepherd's arm that holds us close to the heart. Boy, that's the kind of God we want, isn't it? Can you hear the peace in that? Can you hear the completeness and the wholeness? It's not just stomping down with an iron fist. It's, come to me. Come to me. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. So the way, the road, it's not clearing the road that brings peace. It's the way being prepared for the arrival of God and his glory. That's good news, right? That's good news. We want God to come. We want God to come. Let's read some more in Mark chapter 1. It says, This messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. All of Judea, including all the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. Is this a normal dude? No, this is a crazy man. John announced, someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So what's going on? What's going on? Why is this crazy desert man the messenger? Because God said so? Is he the one filling in? He's filling in the valleys with his shovel. He's digging up the mountains to level them out. Is that what that passage was talking about? What's he clearing the path? That's right, he's clearing the path. How's he clearing the path? What's he doing? That's right. He's talking to them about what's going on in your heart. Is your heart ready your heart and your mind, because these are the same thing when we're talking about these in the Bible most of the time. Our emotions and our decisions, okay, is the heart. Is it ready for Jesus? Is it ready for what's coming? Is your life set up for Jesus right now? Are you making the choice? That doesn't mean that God's not doing something, too, to work on you. That doesn't mean that God's not, not transforming you even before you have decided yes, because there's a mutual thing going on with the Spirit guiding you to God, but you making a decision. It's a very complex thing. But what's going on here? The road prepared by people confessing, repenting of sin. Can we stay the same way and be part of God's kingdom? Uh -uh. The way that we've been, the way that we make our own choices and say we know what's best, can we keep on doing that? No. Can we follow the way that the world wants to do things and be in God's kingdom? No. It's a hard message because it's sometimes real easy to do those things. And it's real convenient. And the people around us say, we like this too. And here are the people of Israel going out to the river to see a crazy man wearing camel's hair and eating locusts and telling them they need to change, and they're saying yes to it. Man, are we willing to listen even when it comes from what looks like crazy? Well, obviously, because you guys listen to Ron all the time. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And they're being baptized. And they're being baptized. This is good. This is good news. Psalm 85, verse 8 through 9, listen to this. It says, I listen carefully to what God the Lord is saying, for he speaks peace to his faithful people 
But let them not return to their foolish ways. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, so our land will be filled with his glory. Do you hear those same ideas showing up in here? Those same ideas. Don't, don't go back to the way that got you taken away into Babylon. Don't go back to the way that led you down the path that you know you didn't need to go, that led you into whatever it was in your life. Sin, drugs, alcohol, addictions, whatever it is. Don't go down that pathway again. Don't go down that way. God's going to bring you peace. Do we ever go to the wrong source for peace? I've been there a time or two. I've tried some things that I thought would bring peace. Did they work? No. No, they didn't work. Who brings peace? God brings peace. Following Jesus leads to peace. We've all tried another thing, haven't we? Did it work? It didn't work. Does Jesus work? Well, he's not a magic pill. But a life where we make choices to follow Jesus. Where we look at our options and we say, God, lead me. Does God lead us wrong? No. Does it mean it's never hard? No. But peace is wholeness and completeness. It's not, it's not the absence of fighting. It's tough. You're going to have to fight sometimes to get peace, but not the kind of fighting that the world does. We're not talking about swinging a sword at somebody to get peace. We're talking about fighting a battle inside of what I think I want to do versus what Jesus is calling me to. And when we follow Jesus, we go to peace. Listen to this. Listen to this world that God wants to create for us in this verse in Psalm. It says, Unfailing love and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. You hear what's going on there? Have you ever had somebody who wanted to pursue righteousness but didn't want to bring peace or love to the table? You ever known anybody like that? What do they become? They become legalistic. They become holier than thou. They become aggressive and try to beat you over the head with what's right. Are they missing something? Have you ever had someone who wanted to just give love but didn't want any truth or righteousness with it? Does that get distorted too? It gets distorted into all kinds of ways that the world thinks love means because they don't understand what the word is. And we start trying to do all kinds of things that we shouldn't do. What is this world of God that he wants to put us in? Love and truth, righteousness and peace. All of these things together creating this different situation. Truth springs up from the earth and righteousness smiles down from the heavens. Yes, the Lord pours down his blessings. Our land will yield its beautiful harvest. Righteousness goes as a herald before him, preparing the way for his steps. Ah, here we go again. We're preparing the way again. Righteousness. What's righteousness? We've talked about this before. Righteousness is like right relationships. These are relationships built the way that they need to be built between others, where things are going in a way that we all are blessing each other, that we all are focusing on what God's wants for each other. So turning to follow Jesus leads to peace. Right relationships between each other and God are central to this new community. So that unfailing love, that truth, that righteousness, that peace, all together, right? It creates something different. Do we get to experience that a little bit in here? 
One of the things that's such a blessing about being part of a congregation, about being part of a church community, about being part of a people who are trying together to follow Jesus, is that we get to begin experiencing some of these things now. And that's such a blessing. Does it feel like we're all the way there, though? Nah. Do we still every once in a while get mad at somebody else in the room? Yeah, there's still some more to go, right? There's still some more to go. But where's God taking us? Is it a beautiful place? Is it a whole and complete place? Yeah. yeah. But we say, how long, God? How long till we get there? Somebody's getting ahead of me. That's right, when he's ready for us to go. But we say, how long? Because we look around and we say, God, we hear that you're making this community different, but that, that verse before about preparing the way and the king coming, kings rule their domain. And God, we know your domain is this whole earth. When are you going to come and put things right? We talked about this last week too, didn't we? Now, when is Jesus going to return? How long? So part one of how long is that when you chose to be baptized, when you responded to God's call on you, you were saved from sin, yes, and that's great news. You were also saved to live as Christ. Part of that is being filled with peace. Okay, so it's not just we get dunked and now we're good. We are, we're right with God, but it's to become something. It's not just to get away from something. It's to become more like Jesus. And we now, we're given the Holy Spirit to indwell within us, and we're given the power to become more and more like Christ. And that's good news, because when you look at the people outside in the world, do they have peace? Do we get a taste of peace here, though? Do we get a taste of peace with Christ in our hearts? We sure do. We sure do. Peace that passes understanding. And that's good news. Part two is this new creation, right? And we're looking forward because we know there's still more to come. This isn't it. This isn't the end. There's still something we're waiting for. And the whole earth is groaning as it waits for this. We say, when, God? When are you going to set everything right? When are we going to see full peace on this earth? Because we need it. Because we remember that list at the beginning. And we don't have it. But we need it. How long, God? How long? Second Peter chapter 3, starting in verse 8, says, But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. Say, God, I think it'd be okay if we go ahead and wrap it up today. I think I'm ready. I think let's go ahead and bring your kingdom today. He doesn't want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. The day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. What does God want? Just us in this room? That's right, he wants everyone. Yeah, he wants everyone to get right. Does he love this world he created? Does he love the people in this world? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Does he want them to be part of his kingdom? Are God's enemies the people on this planet? No. No. There is children 
Some of them are wayward. They need time. We need time. A lot of us have needed time, right? There's nobody in this room that came out making the right choices every time. That was just Jesus. We all needed time. Thank God we have some of that time. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements will disappear in fire, and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives you should live, looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire, and the elements will melt away in flames. And my goodness, that does not sound very peaceful. (laughs) That doesn't sound peaceful, does it? But God, it does sound like what's going on. And that's the thing, that this, this day of the Lord idea is this thing that goes over and over and over again. And kingdoms rise and kingdoms fall. And people keep going through the pressure cooker, right? And we see that in our lives and we see that in others' lives. Because what is God doing? He's preparing the way. The way is being prepared. And when all those things happen, and when we get to the very end, whenever that is, even Jesus doesn't know, remember? Only God knows. When we get to the very end, and all these things melt, or however it's going to look exactly, because all this is poetic language, whatever it looks like, God is preparing the way for what? For this new creation, for this new way, for this beautiful way, where peace is going to reign, where righteousness and peace and unending love and truth will be what rules the day, and God will be there with us. That's good news. We're looking forward to the new heavens and new earth he has promised a world filled with God's righteousness. Was Peter reading the Psalms? You better believe it. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. What's our task in this? Remember, we talked last week about waiting. Waiting doesn't mean sitting on your porch looking at the sky. What do you say? Live peaceful lives, pure and blameless in his sight. What's peace? It means not fighting with your neighbor over your lawn. No. It's inviting your neighbor in to God's way, right? It's sharing wholeness with them. So as we sit in the advent of Christmas the waiting time of Christmas, we join John the Baptist in preparing the way for Christ's return. Just as John prepared the way for Jesus to come the first time and to bring his ministry and his message, we also get a chance to be part of that and help prepare the way. God has prepared the way in our hearts, right? We're here because God has prepared the way. Many of us have received Jesus, and we said yes, and we went into the waters of baptism. Amen. But that's not the end, right? Now we get to prepare the way for others. And we get to join that mission that God has to do that. How do we do it? We turn to God first. If you haven't turned to God yet, if you haven't said yes to Jesus, man, the peace that comes in your heart through being part of God's kingdom is something you can't find anywhere else. It's good news. It's good news. And we've got to share that good news. We've got to share that good news of Jesus with others. Because people have to know. God's waiting for more people to turn to him. He's giving time so that people can be saved. Doesn't that mean we have a task in it? 
Go into all the world, share the good news with all creation, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Should I am with you always to the very end of the age? Yeah? Sound familiar? That's our task, too. And we live out the peace of the kingdom. When? It's going to come in the future? Yes, but also today. Today. We are part already of the kingdom that God is preparing. We are already being transformed into the people that we will be for eternity. Today, we get an opportunity to live in the peace that God has made for us. That is good news. As we approach Christmas, as we look forward to the day of Christ's return, may we live in peace. May we live in peace. If there's anything you need today, if there's any way we can pray for you, if you need to be baptized and say yes to Jesus, whatever it is, come on down as we stand and as we sing.